Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Inner Visions of the Inspired. I'm your host, Raymond Ricks II, and I just wanted to say it is a pleasure to be speaking with all of you tonight. But for those who are dealing with depression due to economic hardship or a relationship breakup or a loss of your loved one, whether it's your wife, your child, your mother, father, your brother, sister, friend, those who are struggling to trying to get through the day due to a deeper, deeper depression. Let me tell you, you're not alone. I've gone through that many times. But the one thing's for sure, the one thing's for sure, there is a talent of success that is inside you that is waiting to come out and contribute the planet earth your contributions will be so magnificent so electrifying that it would reignite the god in you but the one thing don't you ever and i mean ever give up You have doubters, even people who don't understand you. They're going to rate you at a certain level, much lower than you're rating yourself. But what's really important is where you rate yourself, not them. Their opinions is not a reality. Your opinions matter. Don't let anyone's negative opinion be your reality. When you think there's millions and millions of people that don't Want you here on earth? Just think about the one important entity that wants you here. And that's the spiritual creator himself. Let me tell you, I mean, I'm telling you years back, I was struggling I'm, I'm going to share this with everybody. I was struggling in massive student loan debt. Hell, I don't think I'll ever pay that off. <laughs> um, I was struggling with so much debt. I was making only $10 an hour. I had my own apartment. I made poor financial decisions. 
I'm there. There are many times I'm scared to ask people for money because I want to figure things out on my own. I'm just not a guy that asks for help. I try to, you know, figure things out all by myself. I know it got so bad that I I wanted I was so obsessed with how I can take myself away from planet Earth. I wanted to use a necktie, tie it to something hard, and hang myself several times. I've honestly tried it a couple, but it failed. I try to stop breathing on purpose late at night. It failed. It, it was a it was a struggle to stay happy. And on top of that, I struggle with sex addiction excuse me, sex addiction. The sex addiction was bad to where my reputation was kind of destroyed, you know. And a few female friends just looked at me pretty oddly. And because of that perception, I figured to the creator, I can't, I, I don't think I can recover from the mistakes financially Socially, I don't think I can recover. Just whatever you do, can you please take me away from this earth? Do whatever you have to do. Do whatever you have to do. And I'll be glad to join you. And the one thing he told me is that The marathon has has just begun. You are in no way, shape, or form ready to come up into the kingdom. Your kingdom belongs where you at right now. He gave me a blueprint. To follow. That's what the creator is doing for you. Finding a blueprint for you to follow. You know. People don't love you. But the spiritual creator loves you very much. His blueprint, his word, is what you should really be following. All right. We made so many mistakes. We all make, just remember, we all make worser 
mistakes. It's how you find a way to get back up and learn from it and move forward. As long as you learn from it and as long as you have the strength to move forward, then you can make the impossible possible. You can do all things through the creator, the God of your understanding, with wisdom and knowledge. The creator is love. The people who ridicule you, the people who don't like you, is the creator's way of saying they don't fit into your system. They're not a good fit for you. Just remember that. Those that ridicule you, those that talk about you behind your back, they're not a good fit to be around you. So you know to distance yourself from them. You know that you're working on yourself to better greatness spiritually and metaphysically. You are on the right path to success. Doesn't have to be money, but when you find your happiness, that is a bridge to success. Happiness is success. All right. Um, there is this powerful, powerful book of the seven spiritual laws of success. All right. Deepak Chopra is one of the most well-known advocates of Eastern medicine and approaches to health and living in the Western world. Now, he's done over 80 books. He has, he's a best-selling author, very popular and well-respected in the New York Times bestsellers list. <clears throat> So I'm going to, um, you know, talk about the seven spiritual laws of success. I want to talk to you. One, accept your struggles because the people who make your life difficult are here for a reason too. Well, I'm going to put it to you like this. You are unique. The creator has made you into a unique person. Therefore, he gives you a unique situation. He gives you a unique problem. You see, the creator doesn't make you the same as the other person. You're not supposed to be like that person. When the person says, oh, why can't you be like such and such? We'll tell them that the creator 
doesn't create us to be like that person. We're supposed to be unique. We're supposed to have unique talents, a unique mindset. We're not followers. We're leaders in the world and within ourselves. All right. When people around you try to make your life difficult, it's good to stand up to yourself and let them know, hey, look, I'm here to do what I have to do or do a job. I don't need to disrespect. It's better to get beat up than to be a coward. Spiritual leaders, spiritual healers are not cowards. All right. So just keep that in mind. <clears throat> Here's another one. Manifest your desires with intense, positive thoughts. I know there is doubts that are creeping up in your mind. Like, I don't think I can complete this project to the best of my ability. Or I don't think I can attract this woman that I'm trying to pursue. All right. I've had that. I have those struggles for years before I got married. All right. I was not very good at trying to attract women. They look at me as ugly. They look at me as too indifferent. They just. They didn't like me. Okay. But <clears throat> as time goes by, as I've found my spiritual self, the one thing I realize is that you're really not out there to try to impress or try to win over the love of these people. For one, you follow the blueprint of the creator. Please the creator first. And your best bet, stay to yourself until people come to you. Don't let don't just go to people or be aggressive and thinking that, hey, if I be this aggressive, if I work hard, that I'll get that woman or I'll get that man. You know, if you're pursuing that person, that's the biggest mistake that men and women make. Being, you know, working hard to find the right mate. You you should never work hard to find that special someone. It shouldn't be hard work at all. Now, if you're working to make money, that's different. But finding a mate should be something spiritual, something special. Something that is part of the laws of attraction. Just think about the positive thing. Think about something that you love to do. Think you think about 
the accomplishments that you have did. Think about those accomplishments. Think about the beautiful weather outside. Think about, you know, the travels that you've been through. Think about the good times you had. Think about a comedy show that you looked at. What's your favorite joke? You know, how the comedian make you laugh? Something that actually helps wear out depression. It really does. So have that positive mindset. For one, love yourself. When you love yourself, then your love can attract other people. Number three, let your life's purpose find you instead of desperately struggling to find it. Now, you ever notice that your parents want you to become a doctor, lawyer, or something big? Well, they're just imagining their dream, but yet not mapping out your dream. You see, your child's God of their choice has mapped out a blueprint that the creator wants them to follow. Okay, the creator has given you the tools, given you all kinds of plans on raising your child, love your child, help plan your child for the future. But when that child gets old enough, then that child can make a decision to where he'll have he or she will have to live with it as long as they're happy. Okay. You have to be there for their happiness, whether you agree with it or you don't agree with it. The child's happiness is very, very important. Okay. The biggest, biggest, biggest reason for a success in spirituality, or I say the spiritual laws of success, is happiness. Not money, happiness. You know, you want to wake up in the morning and feel great about what you're about to do. You should wake up in the morning And be excited to go to work. You should wake up in the morning. Feeling excited. About having a roof over your head. A place that you call home. That's a sign of success. That's a sign of true happiness. And that's a sign of knowledge of thyself. That's where the term comes from. Knowledge of thyself. Knowing who you truly 
are, knowing what you are capable of doing. Yes. So money is something that we need to have, but it should not center around your success. They say money can buy you happiness, but money is just a tool. Imagine living in a world where there is no money. What what are other things that can make you happy besides money? We need money to buy things. We need money to buy food. We need money to buy clothes. We need money to take care of our wives, our childs, our mothers, our grandfathers, our fathers, our brothers and sisters. We need money to buy a house. But what are the things that make you happy besides money? Yes. I'm just grateful. I'm just blessed to talk to you guys, man. I know I haven't been doing much of this podcast, but I'll promise you guys I will do the best I can to make time for you guys, man, because you guys have been you guys have been awesome all the way here in America, United States, in Hampton, Virginia. I've reached out to people in Malta, Kenya, Australia, Denmark, Norway, the United Kingdom, Los Angeles, San Jose, Pittsburgh. I'm amazed at how my message is out there. To listen to. I mean, it is. It's a beautiful and it's a wonderful thing. And it's like my therapy session. It's like you guys are giving me your time and energy. And you guys are giving me a therapy session. And I'm just an open book journal. Giving you all my stories. Giving you my past troubles, my past traumatic history, and all that. So I want to say to my listeners, I love you. I do. And I say thank you for everything that you've done. To those who are in the depression, it's a day-to-day process. The goal is not to stay there. The goal is healing. The goal is finding happiness so you don't have to stay depressed. Because you have God's gift inside you. You have the superpower to unlock in yourself. And you can make the planet a better place.
The power is yours. You can make it happen. It's just all up to you. Don't let anyone's negative opinion keep you depressed. Okay, their words really don't carry any weight. I don't care who they are. But your actions carry more weight than one's negative opinion. Everybody, I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in. This has been an awesome topic. And I will try to do one tomorrow. But again, everyone, thank you so much for your time. And remember, make the impossible possible. And... Have as much positive thoughts as you can during the storm. Through the storm, we got to stay positive. We got to stay open-minded and we got to stay extremely positive no matter what. I'm Raymond Ricks II. I love you guys so much and y'all have a blessed one. Great day, everyone. How's everyone doing? How's everybody? All right, all right, all right. I am so excited to be hosting today on Inner Visions for Obtaining Happiness. You guys make me excited. You guys help me enjoy life. You guys are are beautiful. All right. Let me tell you something. I know I've been going through a whole lot. I've known I've been stressing out, but I'm telling you, when I connect with the audience like you guys, I feel so much better. I feel so much at peace and I feel I feel alive. Okay, I want to tell everybody something. Life isn't over. All right, life is not over. Okay, just stay positive, stay uplifted, you know, because the journey has just begun. Yeah. I wonder if everybody can hear me right now. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Okay, but, um, This podcast is going to talk about the laws of attraction. What is it? How does it work? All right. So let's dive into it. All right. In this uh, spirituality, um, which is by Elizabeth Scott, PhD, um, just recently made this uh, article. What is the law of attraction? The law of attraction is a philosophy suggesting that positive thoughts bring positive results into a person's life, while negative thoughts bring negative outcomes. It is based on the belief that thoughts are a form of energy and that positive energy attracts success in all areas of life, including health, finances, and relationships. Basically, what she's telling you, and I have talked about it on this podcast. 
the universe puts in what you put forth into the universe. If you put in positive thoughts, positive energy, then the universe is going to give you back positive energy, positive things. If you're in the negative, then the universe is going to push negative energy. They're going to put out their negative actions. So this is what the law of attraction is all about. How does the law of attraction work? Essentially, the energy of your thoughts manifests your experiences. So positive thoughts manifest positive experiences and vice versa. Advocates suggest that there are central universe principles that make up the law of attraction. Like attracts like. This law suggests that similar things are attracted to one another. It means people tend to attract people who are similar to them. All right. So if you, you know, are a positive person and has that positive mindset, whether it's in business or if you want to heal a lot of people from, you know, diabetes or any kind of sickness, then you're going to have like-minded people who want to surround you. If you're into IT tech, then you're going to attract people who are into the IT field. Yes. So, um, yeah, things of that nature. So always be positive. Always stay spiritually uplifted. All right. Buddhists believe in karma, in good karma and bad karma. Like if you're always helping people, if you're always, you know, giving good advice, if you're always trying to stay positive, then good karma will come your way. It doesn't say it will automatically um, come right away, but in due time or on time, it will come. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Sorry, that I was uh, drinking my juice. Now, if you are mistreating people, being very abusive, then you basically create yourself hell. I believe that hell doesn't come in the afterlife. I believe that hell is what you create of it here on earth and you're living in it by your actions and your thoughts, your attitude and your mindset. All right. How to use the law of attraction. I'm looking at this website. I don't, you know, own the rights or anything like that, but so how do you get started with the law of attraction? According to this philosophy, you create your own reality. What you focus on is what you draw into your life. It suggests that 
What you believe will happen in your life is what does happen. Some things that you can do to incorporate the law of attraction into your own life include be grateful, visualize your goals. You know, you always have to have a goal. You see what I'm saying? If you want to piss off the creator, then procrastinate. One of the one of the quotes that I do not like from Christians, and they're saying, if you want to make God laugh, give him your plans. I, I do not like that quote at all. Why do you guys make that quote? I always wanted to figure that out. I would rather for somebody to have a plan that is downright stupid than for somebody to procrastinate and not give their plans at all. Because a person without a plan is a person that is a loss in the sauce, a person that is lost in the universe and can't climb out of a hole, okay? Even if it's not the best of plans, you created a plan. You can at least give it a try and see if it works. Like they, like they say, like Aaliyah said, if you first you don't succeed, brush yourself off and try again. It's about going out there, trying as hard as you can. If that doesn't work, go to plan B. If it doesn't work, go to plan C or plan D, plan E. But at least you're out there trying to figure things out. You're working hard. You're working. You're going right at it. That's better than somebody without a plan who wants to procrastinate and not contribute. Being the comfort zone, hibernating. So if I've upset some of you great Christians out there, let me know. But this isn't to, you know, disrespect it because I do respect you guys. You know, some of you guys do listen to my podcast. I got nothing but love for you. I do have a problem with some of the spiritual egos out there that protest that your God is better than any other God on the face of the universe. That they stuff don't smell. You see what I'm saying? All right, let's visual. Okay, be grateful. Visualize your goals. Look for the positive positives in the situation. Even if things are not going the way you want it to, be positive as much as you can. Think positive. Think very positive. Have a positive outcome. Have a positive mindset. Just know that things are going to work out in your favor. It might not happen right now, but it will happen. Learn how to identify negative thinking, how to fix it. Use positive affirmations. Reframe negative events in a more positive way. All right. Just like the incident that I was involved in. I was depressed. I was sad. I was moody. I didn't want to be here on this earth suffering. You know, it's the eternal suffering. But in the flip side, I always say to myself, it could have been worse than it already is. I could have been dead. I could have given up. I could have thrown it in the towel, but I tell the devil this. 
you should have killed me when I was in that accident. Because now whatever you throw at me, I'm going to be stronger, wiser. I'm not going to give up. I'm going to come at full force. I'm going to protect my son. I'm going to protect my family. I'm going to protect what's right underneath this house or in this house. So enemy, you tell, you tell the enemy, anybody that's listening, you tell the enemy, no matter what situation that the enemy tries to throw at you or the devil tries to throw at you or any false deities try to throw at you. Just know that I am 10 times stronger. I am 10 times wiser. You should have killed me back then, but you didn't. So now I am coming at it at full force. You can't kill me. You can't break my soul. You can't stop me. Life is tough, but I'm tougher. I have the tools necessary to go at it, survive, and be the best I can be. You can't kill my soul. You can't break my soul. Don't let the, don't let the enemy break your soul. Don't. This ain't no motivational moment. This is a spiritual movement that we're in. A positive spiritual movement that will overcome and beat out any negative form of energy. That's right. Relationships. You can use some elements of the law of attraction to work towards your relationship goals. One way to do this is to become more aware of the things that might be holding you back when it comes to allowing love in your life. All right, everybody has fear of being hurt. Everybody has fear of being taken advantage of. But there is going to be that one person that is going to understand where you're coming from. You might have trust issues. It's going to take time. But you find that partner that understands you. You find that partner that really wants what's best for you. You have work. It says the law of attraction can also be useful for achieving your professional goals. While people sometimes mistakenly believe that simply thinking positively about your career aspirations will manifest positive changes. Money, manifesting financial changes in your life requires small steps. That's something that I need to work on. Because I used to be very good at money management, but when I had made a little bit more money, I tend to spend a little bit more on some things that are very unnecessary. And I need some meditation, prayer, and help on that part. I really do. The impact and anybody who has money issues, just give it to the creator. He'll draw you up a blueprint. He'll tell you to go to somebody. You figure out a plan to, on how to fix it and go from there. The spiritual effects. The law of attraction may produce results because it taps into the people's spirituality. Now, if you're a Christian, and it, 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 if it's guiding you into a positive energy mode, you go for it. I don't care what I say or other critics say, 
if it works for you, you go for it. Same thing with Islam. Same thing with Buddhism. Same thing with Judaism, Catholicism, Coptic Christianity, and other spiritual entities or religious entities. Don't let some man off the street trying to debate you or belittle you because of what you believe in. All right, I've seen so many people, Christians, Muslims, they do that all the time. They do that to sell their God. Don't do that. That's the ugly side of a spiritual ego. Spiritual egos are not good. They're not healthy for you. Stop with the spiritual ego. Stop turning people away. Your spiritual ego will get you embarrassed. It will get you so embarrassed. You know, I tell people this. Write a journal. Talk about the day-to-day -day struggle or positives that are in your life. Map out a strategy. It's good to write. All right. Have a positive mindset. View, view, view your mindset. Talk about what's in your mind in your journal and how you can fix it. Accept who you are. Be who you are and love who you are. Accept the realities, accept the failures, accept the success. Because trouble don't last always. It really doesn't. So everybody, create your goals. Okay? Write down what strategies you are going to use while obtaining your goal. Write down what makes you happy. Write down who's very supportive of you. Those of you who, those people who are being negative towards you, gotta block them out. Block them out because their negative opinion should never ever be your reality. Never. in the history of the law of attraction on this webpage. While the law of attraction has received quite a bit of attention in recent years, the concept is not exactly new. These ideas have philosophical roots that date back to the early 19th century, approach known as the new thought. There was a resurgence of interest in the idea during the 20th century, particularly with the 2006 release of the film, The Secret, which was then later developed into the best-selling book, of the same title and its 2010 sequel, The Power. This is by Elizabeth Scott, the PhD, who wrote this uh, amazing journal or article. So I tell people, do you wanna go in a positive direction? Or do you wanna sit down, have a little negative, thought party and drown yourself into more 
in more spiritual debt. That's right. All right, everybody. Um, I am going to create segment number two. And we're going to talk about the impact of Enoch. I've been wanting to talk about it. We're going to get into part two later on tonight. The story of Enoch. So let's sit back, relax, let's enjoy this wonderful ride of interventions for obtaining happiness. Sorry for the little delay, but I am back once again for another segment of Intervisions of Obtaining Happiness. Yes, um, the segment was a blessing and I had fun doing it. I'm telling you, just to be able to try to help uplift others is something that is an amazing accomplishment. Um, you know, no matter what you're going through, if you have that positive spirit, you can get through anything in life. So I enjoyed this segment. I really did. You know, as far as the connection with yoga and the chakra level, but this segment is going to be very special because I will be talking about yoga and Kemet, or I should say Africanism. Um, I don't know if you guys realize it, but there is a unique history between yoga and Kemet, which now is called Egypt. But ancient Egypt, or you could say slash Kemet, have an, a very unique history. And, um, you know, as I was doing research and looking, um, this practice of yoga that was done in Kemet was more of a spiritual growth for the human anatomy but for each individual. Um, it's also a way to grow and elevate the melanin. All right. And that's how important yoga was in Kemet. So I want to read, what is Kemet yoga? Well, Kemetic yoga which is I'm reading and doing some studying on Yoga International. But uh, Kemetic Yoga, which is originated in ancient Egypt, focuses on the movement of energy through the body in order to connect with one's higher intelligence and the divine spirit. The practices of one in Kemetic Yoga at a much slower pace than in a standard asana class. And there is more of a focus on meditation and the chakra energy of, <clears throat> sorry, the 
chakra energy levels. The physical pose of the Kemetic Yoga are taken from ancient illustrations of the Egyptian gods and goddesses. And the Egyptian gods and goddesses, they use Kemetic Yoga to evolve for its people, to evolve spiritually, to evolve around the sun, to evolve around nature, or to evolve around the pyramids. It's about evolving wherever you go. That's part of the African roots. That's part of the African spirituality. All right. Kemet was an ancient name for Egypt during the era of the pharaohs like Tutmosis, Amenhotep, and others. Research suggests that the first Egyptians were black skinned and came from the Sudanese, Ethiopian, and Southern Arabia, as well as in Babylon. The Kemetic people designed and built pyramids and made important contributions or important strides in so many fields, including um, supreme mathematics, architecture, chemistry, medicine, and much, much more. And this, this was a very, very, very good information. Kemet was not only a country of natural resources and war tactics, but they were a home for African spirituality, especially for yoga. If you want to cleanse your inner self, your mind, your body, and your spirit, yoga was very important. It was very important during the ancient times, and it was important before Jesus Christ was ever thought of, or Jesus the Christ. All right. Let me read some. Yashur Rahotep, known as Elvred Lawrence is the most senior instructor of Kemetic Yoga in America with over 30 years of experience in practicing and teaching. He's very prominent. Um, Dr. Uh, Natalie Robertson at um, Hampton University, she's very prominent in the African Yoga Studies of Kemet. So um, Dr. Uh, Natalie Robinson is a good friend of mine, and she was an instructor. She was a hard grader, too, when it comes to writing, but we are very close. And um, I haven't seen her in ages. I mean, it's been 15 or 16 years, but she is my mentor. I love her. Um, hopefully, we will connect one day. So special shout-out to Dr. Natalie Robertson the professor at Hampton University. So, um, let's go and, um, there's another article that talks about the African origins of yoga. Let's see. 
And there's another article in uh, Vancouver, Canada of African origins in um, yoga. Yes. So they come across something here. Adherents often refer to ancient Kemet as, I'm sorry, ancient Egypt as Kemet. And the practice of yoga in this lineage of Kemetic yoga is also known as Smarai Tawai. One of these proponents is yoga teacher and founder of the African Yoga Foundation, Pablo Imani, who teaches that yoga disseminates from Egypt to India. The African Yoga website associated with him serves as a virtual hub to the African yoga community that includes videos, teachers' profiles, and uh, upcoming events. Now, this is in Vancouver. All right. So, uh, there's another um, website here called The African Roots of Kemetic Yoga and How It's being adopted by the diaspora. By Bruno Braga. Read a little bit of this here. Kemetic yoga is a type of yoga developed by ancient Egyptians thousands of years ago and is now becoming popular across black diaspora worldwide. The okay, let's see. According to Hotep, the people of ancient Kemet practice a unique style of yoga that predates the yoga of India. In, in his studies, he found that the practice and philosophy of yoga in India was informed by the knowledge that came out of Africa. This is from Yazer Rahotep. The fact is, examples of Indian yoga can be found in ancient Egypt, but examples of ancient Kemetic yoga cannot be found in India. So, in an interview with Yoga Bodhi magazine, Hotep explained that Kemetic Yoga gets resistance from the mainstream commercial yoga community, a multi-billion dollar industry. They see Kemetic Yoga as a threat to their monopoly over the narrative of yoga's origin and iniquity. So, for example, except for a small article that appeared in the 1990s, we have been blacklisted or whitelisted by Yoga Journal. And I just read from Yoga Journal because they made so much money off of um, the chakra levels in yoga. The yoga actually was founded in Africa in Kemet. Kemet has a huge history of African spirituality. Well, it's the mother of African spirituality. You know, before 500 BC. This is, well, I'll put it to you like this. They came before Jesus the Christ ever was thought of. And I'm talking about yoga. Afro-Cubans, Afro-Brazilians, they're also into um, the yoga nature itself. So it is a spiritual movement a spiritual movement that 
propels them to live a very well-balanced and intellectual life. Yes. Now, I want you guys, I want to read this. I w I'm so anxious to read this here. All right. I want you guys to listen to the, um, wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. This is an article that I read. The seven-day Oshon goddess Afro Cuban healing retreat for women in Cuba. They do. Okay. No, that's not it. I'm sorry. But there's also a connection with Afro Cubans and yoga to unite and elevate Cubans, Afro Cubans. They align themselves, they unify against any form of distractions or outsiders. Yoga is very important to them. It's part of their culture. It's part of their way of living life on life terms. Yoga plays a big part in the black culture, especially in Kemet and Afro-Cuban. So there is a black history and there is a black influence as they use yoga to cleanse from any kind of distractions, any kind of behavior that is driven towards them or the everyday life. As far as to evolve as humans, they needed yoga. We needed yoga. Yoga helps us balance out ourselves in life. But yoga helps us grow in spirit. Yes, I love yoga. I enjoy yoga. But I also enjoy the um, chakra levels. Especially the crown chakra, the most important chakra. As I say, the mind can be very creative once you elevate your crown chakra. Once you elevate your third eye chakra. Your creativity, your ideas, your thought process, they're flowing all over the place. And now your inner visions can see through, right through the root of the problem. And now you have the ability to fix it or cure it one way or another way. Yes. Um, I know this is a short, a very short segment, but I enjoy speaking with everybody. You know, if you have time, just find a quiet place, meditate, 
elevate yourself, cleanse your chakra, have breathing exercises as well. If you feel tense, if you feel anxiety from the things that are going on in your household or at work or somewhere else or wherever traumatized you, it's good to find a place to meditate or find a place to cleanse out your chakras. I tell people all the time, please cleanse your chakra level. You can only evolve if you cleanse your chakra levels. Well, everybody, this is Raymond Ricks II. I enjoyed this podcast. This podcast was fire. Much love to everybody all across the globe. Much love to South Korea. Yes, they are now listening to this podcast. Uh, Much love to Brazil, Rio de Janeiro. Much love to Tokyo, Japan. Uh, Mastra, too. Um, Special shout out to you. Special shout out to the country of Sri Lanka. Special shout out to Dubai. Uh, Special shout out to um, Ireland, the country of Ireland, Australia, Melbourne, Sydney. Special shout out to you. Um, Los Angeles, San Diego, San Jose, Arkansas, um, New Jersey, Newark, New Jersey, New York. Special shout out to all of you in America. Just please remember what Kobe Bryant said was so fascinating when he was talking about Ron Artest and Ron Artest's documentary. He said, what is what does peace stand for? Or do you understand peace? In order to obtain peace, you have to go to war. You have to fight the war, and you have to win the war. Win the war first, and then you obtain peace. Countries, people fight for peace. They fight against the opposition in order to obtain utter peace. There are countrymen who won't settle for peace because their their people were sacrificed in the war to obtain peace. We must obtain peace from ourselves and for ourselves. And then we can obtain peace for other people. It's not about finding yourself. When you go through the life of journey, you will find yourself then. If you really want to find yourself, prayer and meditation and being spiritual is the way. And that will be our segment for tonight. Just remember, make the impossible possible. Fight for yourselves, fight for peace, know the Lotus Sutra, 
and evolve. Until next time, I am out. Please, peace and blessings and love. Much love. about the 72,000 Nadis. These 72,000 Nadis have 114 important junction points in the body. Generally, these are referred to as chakras. The word chakra literally means a wheel. But these are not in the form of circles or wheels. They always meet in the form of a triangle. The Nadis always meet in the form of a triangle. So out of this 114, Seven are held as a major junction points. So these are the seven chakras that everybody is normally talking about. These are Muladhara, Swadishthana, Manipuraka, Anahata, Vishuddhi, Agna, Sahasrata. Muladhara means the foundation. This is uh, a center which is physically or physiologically, it is located between your anal outlet and your genital organ. It's called the perineum. If your energies in, are dominant in your muladhara, food and sleep will be the two major qualities of your life. They will be the most important factors in your life, food and sleep. If your energies are dominant in your swadhisthana, which is located just above your, above your genital organ, here you will be a pleasure seeker. Pleasure does not necessarily mean sex and things like that. You are somebody who wants to enjoy the world that's dominant in you. So a person who is a pleasure seeker, he lives little more intensely than a person who is living just for food and sleep. Yes. So these are just different levels of intensities of life. As the intensity increases, your ability to experience different dimensions of life moves from one area of life to another. If your energies move into Manipuraka or if they're more dominant in Manipuraka, you are a doer in the world. You want to do things. Maybe you're a businessman, maybe you're a politician or something where a lot of doing is needed, you know. You are a doer. If energies move into anahata, this is the creative center, you become a creative person. You want to create more than simply eating and sleeping or seeking pleasure outside, you would like to do something. There is creativity in you. A person, let's say an artist, generally their lives may be considered a little freaky for other people, but they experience life little more intensely than, let's say, a businessman, yes? It's a different level of intensity. If energies move into Vishuddhi, which is the pit of the throat, the word Vishuddhi, the word Anahata means unstruck. It's the unstruck sound. This is a meeting between the lower and the higher. All your survival instincts are in the lower three chakras. Self-preservation is in Manipuraka, Swadhisthana and Muladhara. The longing to break away from all this and go away beyond is in Vishuddhi, Agna and Sahasrara. Anahata is the meeting point. So Anahata, the symbolism is two triangles meeting. So if energies move into Vishuddhi, it's a power center, you can become enormously powerful.
very powerful individuals. When I say power, not necessarily physical or financial or something, people can be powerful in so many ways. It's not necessarily because of their activity, just the way they are. They don't have to pose for anything, just simply the way they are, there is power about them. What is uh, referred to as a third eye is not necessarily another eye like this. If your energies move into anahata, uh, agna, I'm sorry, you are intellectually realized, you see things clearly, you see everything the way it is. Once you begin to see everything the way it is, you are at peace. So agna is called as the third eye because you see things the way they are. With these two eyes are very deceptive. They make you see things the way it is necessary for your survival. They don't make… You, allow you to see everything the way it is. Once your energies touch agna, now you're seeing things the way they are, everything the way it is. Now, that is why it is referred to as a third eye. Now, Sahasrar is the seventh chakra that is not in the body, just outside the body. But most people, it is dormant, it is not active. If some sadhana comes into your life, if you activate it in a certain way, or because of a very intense way of living, it can become active. If, sahas if energy is moving to Sahasrar, you will become unexplainably, unreasonably ecstatic simply like crazy or ecstatic. In Sanskrit, the word chakra means disk or will and refers to the energy centers in your body. These wills or disks of spinning energy each corresponds to certain nerve bundles and major organs. To function at their best, your chakras need to stay open or balanced. If they get blocked, you may experience physical or emotional symptoms related to a particular chakra. There are seven main chakras that run along your spine. They start at the root or base of your spine and extend to the crown of your head. That said, some people believe you have at least 114 different chakras in the body.
Hey you guys, um, what I'm going to do next is I'm going to play some Paul Hardcastle. I mean, his music is deeply spiritual, um, it's romantic, but it's definitely, um, spiritual. I love his music. I love his vibe. Um... I recommend people listening to Paul Hardcastle. Please check him out. He's one of my um, favorite artists when it comes to uh, jazz music. So um, it's called Rainforest. This sound, I do not own the... um, Title to the music, you know, this is Paul Hardcastle's, but I wanted to play it just for you on Inner Visions for Obtaining Happiness. Let's get it.
All right, everybody. That was from the legendary jazz musician and the King of Lounge Jazz Sound, Paul Hardcastle. Yes. But you know what? A little added bonus. Yes. Um, another song that has definitely got me going and has put me in a happy place is music from the Jones Girls, Nights Over Egypt, one of my favorite songs. Yes. So we are about to play Nights Over Egypt. Um, special shout out to Shirley Jones. Special shout out to Cam Jones. Yes. Um, special shout out to Phelps Jones. Rest in peace to Brenda and Valerie Jones. Everyone all across the world want to say we love you, ladies. We're going to miss you. Um, you two were integral parts of not only the Jones girls, but in music history. So rest in peace, Brenda and Valerie, but your spirit lives on forever. Yes. So we are going to play Nights Over Egypt. Let's get it.
Alright, that was the beautiful sounds of one of the most popular 70s and 80s groups in R&B history, the Jones Girls. Um, do you guys know that Shirley Jones is a two-time Grammy-nominated performer? She should have had more than that, but... You know, I love Shirley Jones. Love you so much. Especially my brother, Cam Jones. My, what's going on, Cam? Um, in the future, I am going to interview those two. But they are on a busy schedule. Can't wait to get the interview going. Um, I love you too, so much. Um, you know. Please check out Shirley Jones in her uh, new music coming out and Cam Jones. Also, too, um, Hot Damn Politics is on right now. Um, starring Nefertiti surviving the game and the creator of the show, Miss Don Nicoleone. Who is about to get her aviation license. Yes. Um, and uh, much love to the WGAG radio cast. Um, I am about to end this podcast. Um, remember, make the impossible possible. Um, stay true to yourself. And this isn't. A motivational moment. This is a positive spiritual movement that we are embarking on in the path of healing. So everyone, you guys have a good night and be blessed. Much love.